top four list mm-hmm. of romantic comedies. Uh. Um, because, you know, Sweet Magnolia is romantic comedies. Yeah. We had already had it on our list. I'm like, you know what? Let's wait. Let's save it for Nick mm. and do right. that. So, without any uh, further ado, mm-hmm. mm. we wrote this one too. Rushmore. <laughs> Rushmore of rom-coms, number four. Mm-hmm. Mr. Nick Hagelin, what you got? Oh, I have to start? I'm not ready. Oh. <laughs> and we'll be right back. <laughs> so I'm going to stick with the theme of movies you might not immediately think of as rom-coms. Okay. Um, okay. And I'm going to go with a childhood favorite, 1995's. Starring Alicia Silverstone, Clueless. Clueless! Dude, oh my God. That's actually one of my honorable mentions. Hmm. I love that movie, man. Yeah. I love it. That's dumb. That was so dumb. No, it wasn't. Yeah, we do. And you're funky. You want my love mm. and you can't deny. Yeah, girl, you like that? You know it's true. <laughs> oh, oh. It's no longer a PG you show. <clears throat> so welcome to the Twerk Ethics Show. I'm JT. This is Cooley. Hey, everybody. And today we have Mr. Nick Hagelin. Hey guys! Welcome, hey. welcome to the show. Nick is a clapper. Isn't that applause? There it goes. <laughs> yeah. Wow. We're you, Nick. Thank you, guys. Yeah. You're a actor. <laughs> You're a <clears throat> singer, songwriter. I think right. Mm-hmm. Singer, songwriter, husband, mm. dad, mm-hmm. TikToker, mm. dancer. <laughs> mm-hmm. Still, <laughs> Rubik's Cuber, not at all. Okay, no, yeah, oh, okay, never, never been my strength. Yeah, mine neither. Actually, I've never, I've never done one of those. Well, I've messed around with them, but I've never taken a moment to learn a single pattern. Like this is no. how you get this color over here. Yeah. I've never been interested. Mm. Not you? No, no. I'm, same thing. I'm picked it up, and I was like, I don't get it. <laughs> I'm never going to exceed in life ever. What was the movie where the guy was like amazing at it? Like he sat in the, the back. Was that Pursuit of Happiness? Ooh, awkward timing. Mr. Will Smith. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, Is that no. like he's in the back of the car and he's like trying to, trying to figure out. Was that out, the movie? I can't remember. I don't know. I've only seen it once. My son watched a great documentary about 
like Rubik's Cube world champions. Really? Like young, it's on Netflix, right? Yeah, young kids. Dude, and, so good. Yeah. Um, they do it in like six seconds. Or something yeah, and like they that. don't They don't look, you know. It's just all, yeah. just I all muscle we, memory. I bet we do the whole episode on the subject of Rubik's Cube. Or the subject of doing things with your hands while not looking at your hands. It's broader. Done. I mean, right? okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just give me an old flip phone. Put it on T9 Word. Yeah. Oh, oh, dude. Wow. <laughs> dude, that was, oh, I was I was a pro at it. At church? Nailed it. It's just, <laughs> you know, feel like this. Yeah. I was actually going to say, talking about new bits, we come up with a new bit last week. I actually didn't even plan this, but I wanted to get your reaction. I was looking for a tree guy for my house, and I was looking on Google at these reviews. And, you know, most of the reviews are pretty normal, like showed up on time, thanks, yeah. or didn't show up on time, three-star. But there was a one-star <clears throat> review, and the guy just said, stole my spatula. <laughs> <laughs> Exclamation mark. And I'm like, why was he in your kitchen? Yeah. Like, <laughs> why did he go for the spatula? <laughs> yeah. Are you sure it was him? Exactly. Yeah. So I think we're I think we're going to do a new bit where we just read reviews that are like that because yeah. I wasn't ready for that. The, so I have a pet peeve when people come to an adult platform like Yelp, you know, consenting consumers agreeing to share their experiences, mm -hmm. and then they reiterate what their 12-year-old son said about the chicken at this place. I'm not interested <laughs> right? in what your kid <laughs> thinks about the chicken at this restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Son said chicken tastes funny. Never coming here again. Oh, like, right. Yeah. Maybe it's good funny. Like, <laughs> yeah, he yeah. Just doesn't have a advanced enough palate to appreciate the yeah. chicken. 12-year-old son. Chicken tastes like poopy. <laughs> One star. What the, but then he writes poopy? it like that. Yeah, yeah. Son said chicken tastes like poopy. <laughs> Never again. Never <laughs> coming back. <laughs> the so, foul was foul. So, I wanted to tell a story in a minute about the voice. But what did you do? Another joke that I missed? Yeah, I did. We have this thing where he always slides them in as I'm going to the next part, and yeah. I don't notice it until I'm editing. <laughs> but now I noticed it. It's the best part ever. Yeah, I had to quit puns. Um, the combination of being a dad, thinking I'm funny, the dad jokes were getting so. I had to like go cold turkey and just forbid myself from doing any sort of pun humor, like a hard reset, because it was getting really bad. It was oh, really? Like, wow. Wow. Well, um, this show is going to bring that right back out of you. <laughs> yeah. I can tell you that right now. I'm going to kick that rehab right out. <laughs> you guys though. enabling me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to tell the, the You're a story a about the voice, because it will it'll bring a little bit about how y'all know each other. Right. And uh, I was going to tell Nick this today, but uh, I wanted to do it on the show. So what year was that that you were on The Voice? 2016. 2016. Mm. So Nate and I were roommates. This was the year before I got married. Mm -hmm. And I never watched The Voice before then, and I never watched it after. I just happened to be watching The Voice that season, and I was like following along. I watched every episode. Yeah, and it was around the. I think it was around the time of like the top uh, twelve or eleven. I don't. I don't remember how they did it, but I knew who you were because I was watching the show. And so Nate's like, "Hey, man, um, I we don't have a place to rehearse uh, for. I wasn't for A Town. It was actually for your stuff, right, Nate? 
And mm-hmm. uh, so, <laughs> so it's like, um, yeah, I'm, I'm doing something with Nick Hagelin, and you know, I think we're going to do it at the house. And I just kind of looked at my phone. I was like, and I was watching the voice, like literally watching it as he texts me. And I'm like, <laughs> I feel like he, I feel like this is a joke, <laughs> you know. And so he and I was like, from the voice. He goes, yeah, yeah, I think he's on The Voice. I said, no, he's on The Voice. <laughs> I'm, I'm watching this guy. And uh, he's like, yeah, he's going to come over to the house. I'm like, our house? So to me, like, <laughs> I skipped the whole, like, like his his uh, introduction to you as, like, as a fellow musician and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. To me, it was like, this dude is a straight-up celebrity that I'm watching on TV, <laughs> right. and he's coming to my house, and that's how I'm going to meet. And so, like, you, you guys came over in the um, – in the, I actually think I still have some footage. I'll put it in this. Oh, yeah? I'll put a clip in oh, here. Oh, cool. Oh, like on the top of the stairs just kind of like filming the rehearsal or whatever mm-hmm. and that was pretty much it i mean it was like a couple hour engagement and i never saw yeah. you again but the, <laughs> the funnier part so i told my boss this at the time he was the ceo and he was like yeah 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 my daughter loves the voice but that was it well then he comes back the next day and he's like kind of got this defeated look i'm like what's going on he goes my daughter wants to know if she could have that clip. <laughs> he knew that he had to like come to work the next day and ask me. And I'm like, what clip? I knew what he was asking for. I just wanted to say it. Right. He's like, that the clip from the 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 guy from from the voice. Like, could I could I get that? And I was like, Yeah, man, sure. And uh so I ended up like giving that to him because his daughter was like you know, freaking out. But how that song how, was how many pirated rehearsal copies have you sold since then? Uh, since then, probably three million. Yeah, something. It's like what that. bought this house. <laughs> <laughs> I pulled hard for, cash. Yeah, I paid for that microphone with that. Um, no, I think I I sent it to him, and not thinking about it now. There's no telling how many people she sent it to, mm. but I didn't send it to anyone else. Mm. Um, but he was my boss at the time. I was trying to make him happy. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so that's like that's how I met. I'd like be curious to know how. I'm sure that it wasn't the same where you saw him on TV and then he showed up at your house. No, we met probably um, at soundcheck at a country club. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember my first 
gig with A Town A List, which is the band that you play in. I don't mm -hmm. know if the listeners they know that. <laughs> Some of them are in A Town. Some of them are, yeah, for sure. Um, but I had come from DJing weddings for a few years, uh -huh. and I was also a singer. But I hadn't, and I had done. I'd been acoustic guitar guy at plenty of events, but I hadn't really ever done full band event oh, entertainment okay. before. Right. So I was quite nervous. And I had been selected to sing the special request songs, like the first dance song. Right. I was singing a Jason Mraz song or something like that. Yeah. Um, and so like the first amplified music of the evening was going to be me singing. Um, but Dustin uh, had been very gracious and, and, you know, was just very kind and helpful and making sure I felt comfortable and got everything I needed. And um, the rest of the band, that I met that day also just made me feel super comfortable and welcome you yeah. and Emerson um, and everybody else. Um, and it really sort of launched a, one of my many ways that I've made a career out of being a musician has now become, you know, event band that, that world I've done a lot more of since then, but yeah. it was like literally when we met was like the first time I ever even tried that. And then you were the real star of, any A-Town situation, you'd come out and you'd dance and the audience would go <laughs> crazy and take their clothes off because wow. you, knew, you knew all the viral dances. It's been a, yeah. Whatever was hot mm -hmm. at the time, whether it was Dougie. It's been a while. Or, yeah. Now, yeah. I, now I just go to my niece's TikTok and just learn. <laughs> she's like, what's what's uh, hip now? She's like, she's like, what's hip? And I was like, oh, God, never mind. Never mind. What's <laughs> bussing? <laughs> I actually Googled uh, Yeet today. Oh I, man, I had no idea what that is, and it's, now I re I realize I still don't. My four year old son, we're walking in the woods yesterday. And he jumps off a, a log. He's like, "Yeet!" <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know what it was. I was making a um, a TikTok today about this guy on Jeopardy who was. You're just. I'm just gonna have to show it to you. But I was typing Jeopardy is lit, and I was like, you yeah. know, what? that's probably not cool anymore. Like, if I know it and I'm very comfortable. Yeah, it's probably not cool anymore. Yeah. So I was like googling what's cool, which is a super cool thing to do. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Now I was googling like buzzwords, and that that one came up, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I don't like the way that sounds. Well, and the, and Yeet has become so implemented into the vernacular of like the uh, Twitch streaming generation oh, that it's yeah. a you know it's like oh and then he yeeted me off the the counter or just, oh you're just gonna eat that over there on the ground you know it's like it's yeah. a verb that's used now it's also like a a war cry sometimes if you're jumping off of something he's going to break heart you say yeet did yeet yet yeah 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 Jeff Foxworthy <laughs> she goes we have words in the south they don't have in other parts of the country around lunchtime every day you hear somebody say hey yeet yet no, do you? You don't do? All right. That's awesome. He's the OG. Well, it's weird for, for me with like keeping up with slang is that I have an 11-year-old son who is very tuned in to um, that culture, internet culture, and yeah. meme culture as it's known now. I think. Let, yeah. let me Google if yeah. that's right. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Um, and then I'll go. So he's 11. And I'll go and do a ballet gig with some college age students. And so they're 18, 19. And in this setting, they're my peers because uh, we're doing the same 
same job mm -hmm. and they seem like adults to me, but they speak just like my son. And oh, I find yeah, yeah. myself having to tune my <laughs> vocabulary to like, as if I'm talking yeah. to Bash. And, and then I just realize I'm like of a different generation. Yeah, yeah. actually one of the, True. so uh, I grew up, I was in a pop punk band. Do you remember pop punk? Like Blink-182. Very, very much so, yeah. That's And like that, that was the band that I was in back in like the 05, 06, 07 timeframe. And super obsessed I, we actually on the show do a lot of pop punk covers of you know popular songs i'll just i've seen those those are fantastic thank you uh but i was <laughs> i was looking up on apple music i was looking up pop punk playlist because i was like i wonder like if there's some new stuff that's that's out and it said dad rock and it was a pop punk playlist and it oh. was dad rock and i was like oh no wow. like wow yeah. Wow. Like that, like that was, I don't know. To me, that was always like the, yeah. um, the cool style of music. Like you were, you were pretty, mm -hmm. like you had like a really good taste. You were rebellious. You had like I don't know. It's always warped like, tour. It's like warped tour, yeah. hundred yeah. percent. And now it's like dad rock. I'm like, yeah, ouch. Yeah, like all the cool kids grow up and have kids, and then all those cool things are now dad things. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, we we do a. A punk rock medley now, which is has Blink One Eighty Two, Fall Out Boy, all those guys, and <clears throat> people getting married. You know, just like they're in their mid twenties or something like that. So they were barely a person. Yeah, <laughs> you know when those yeah. came out, and they know every word, and they just sing the whole. It's awesome. It's like the the whole uh, medley is like eight minutes long. It's got like six songs yeah. in it, and they're just like they know every word, mm. and I'm just like. All right, cool. This is still cool. This is still relevant, you know? So yeah. along the same lines, mm -hmm. you told me a, another story about mm -hmm. Nick um, and pull-ups. Can you tell this story? Not the pull-ups for toddlers, like pull-ups. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Nate, you told him? Yeah, we yeah. share one night together <laughs> in a hotel room. It was the, uh, it was the gig in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. And you were with us, and we had gotten done with the gig pushed out all the stuff waiting for the bus on the street yeah you, you remember now yeah and these girls are coming from uh uh one direction one direction oh yeah because they played at uh oriel stadium <laughs> and so they you know which was nearby but it, we definitely weren't there but they come around the corner and they see us all with all of this sound equipment and then they see you and then they're like were you guys like a part of One Direction? We were like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then as they're walking by, there's a scaffolding next to us, and you're doing pull-ups on a scaffolding. Yes, <laughs> right, right next to us. Like and I was just like, yeah, just talk to that guy. He knows. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. do you remember this story? I do. I, I remember doing the pull-ups. I remember One Direction was was there. Yeah. I'd like to believe I wasn't doing it for them. No, you, they, you were already doing it when oh, they shoot. walked by. Yeah. No, you weren't <laughs> doing it. Because yeah, they were like safe. teeny boppers, bro. Yeah. Good, good. So they were. <laughs> I mean, I have been known to just start doing push ups <laughs> if an attractive person walks <laughs> yeah. by. Yeah. Hey, how's it going? Not, not these girls. No, no. 999. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> 10,000. <laughs> yeah. Guys, I did it. <laughs> In three minutes. Going back to, to pop punk, I love to um, like freestyle pop punk emo lyrics but 
skewing emo. Like yeah. I, I love like lyrics. The lyrics from that era were so specific yes. and yeah. uh, visual. They were very like, and then extremely like metaphorical. Yeah. Like it'd be like- Cut uh, my wrist and black my eyes. <laughs> rip the wings off a butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, oh Very gosh. sad. They were very yeah. sad boys. Yeah. You know, I, I realized that A-Town has gotten a lot younger. And uh, one of those singers, he's probably- and You stay the same age. Yep. Uh, he's probably 23, 24, something like that. And we were on the we were on this Florida trip this past weekend, and he had he was like, "Dude, that's cracked, bro." And I was like, "I don't know what that <laughs> is." He's like, "Oh, it just means awesome." And I was like, "I, I know what that means." Yes. See, I, I thought cracked. We're just figuring it out here. Yeah, on this yeah. <laughs> it's a magazine that Michael Scott doesn't have a subscription to anymore. Right? Yeah, exactly. I think I thought cracked is an adjective describing your proficiency at something. Like, oh, he's cracked at Fortnite, or you're certainly cracked at drums. Yeah. Um, Ah. Yeah. And you're cracked at bass, apparently, when you need to be. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I haven't heard cracked. I feel like saying that's cracked is like a bit of a stretch for Mm. for the youth. He would know better than me. Well, yeah. I mean, I just went by him because he's half my age. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) The amount of trust that we put in these younger people that, that, that they're using the word right just because they're young. Yeah. What if they're young, completely out of touch, Yeah. and they're just messing with us? Well, I, I do this um, when I'm doing weddings. You know, I don't really know the lyrics to the song, but I'll, I'll yeah. stare into the eye of someone in the audience and sing the wrong lyrics with such confidence. I'll be like, <laughs> I'll be like, you turn on the stove. <laughs> Yeah, you light it. It's ready to go. Now we fry it, and uh, and all of a sudden they've been singing the songs for years, but they're just like, I'm wrong. Like yeah, right. I've been Gosh. singing the wrong yeah. lyrics all these I mean, years. He has to be right. He's professional. Look at him. Yeah, we paid him a lot of money to come yeah. here and sing these. They just lyrics. don't screw stuff like that up. That's great. <laughs> so now it's time for an Alex file. Ooh. Uh, we go. For those, you know, if you're a first timer, mm. Alex sends us a file, which is either a word, mm-hmm. it is a video, it's a song, it's a, we don't ever know. Telegram. And we have to just kind of improv our way through it. Yep. We'll carry you through this, but we'd love for you to... to uh, Can I participate? Participate in your yeah. wit. That would be great. And what's the profit sharing on the sponsorship? Um, oh, God. <laughs> is there profit sharing? <laughs> that's for there legal, is profit, that's for, but no sharing. <laughs> yeah. It's a question it's for like legal. My, it's like my Uncle, Kelly used to say, my Uncle Kelly used to say. He would say, y'all need anything, I'll call you. He's <laughs> <laughs> getting his way out of things. Nice. So, uh, if we're going to give you any money, I'll call you. Yeah, that's yeah. what we'll do. Yeah. But... Um, we are going to see what the Alex file is today. Are you ready? Let's keep ready. Music. It is now time for the Alex files. The X being capitalized. Oh, kind of like the X files. No, it's the <laughs> Alex files. But the X is capitalized like the X files. Just a coincidence. 
Alex Files. <laughs> Still proud of that. Yeah, I think it's good. That is a good one. All right, so um, I checked the Alex file, and it just says the city of Duluth, Georgia. Oh. That's all it says. So the thing okay. that I think of when I think of Duluth was this old Dairy Queen over there. It's drinking me merry. It's drinking me merry. It's drinking me merry at the great new Dairy Queen. Queen. Coast to coast. The place to live a little. The friendly place. With something good for everyone. Do you remember the Dairy Queen over there? Mm-hmm. But it had the best barbecue sandwich I think I've ever eaten from a Dairy Queen in Duluth, Georgia. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the absolute best. They should put that above the door. Yeah. Best yeah. Duluth Dairy Queen barbecue sandwich you're ever going to get. Okay. And then... They redid everything over there, mm. and they actually have nice restaurants in Duluth. Um, really nice. Yeah, really good, too. And they have a Good Word Brewing, which is, mm-hmm. they have a good hamburger. Isn't there a nice theater in yeah, Duluth yeah. now? Red yeah. Clay. That's right. We saw someone Red there. Red Clay Theater. The guy from uh, Eddie's Attic. Yes, for music, but there's also like a, a, a dramatic theater company, I believe. Oh, Duluth. really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. You know what? Alex told me that he went to a ballet and your name was on the thing, the brochure. Yeah, I do a lot of those. Wonder where that was. He took his daughter. How recently was this? Um, two weeks ago? Yeah, it was in uh, probably in Gainesville then. Gainesville, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're off topic. Not really, because, because this Alex, is Alex. Uh, where this is the Alex huh? files. Yeah. 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 <laughs> where does Duluth take you, Nate? Uh, home. I live in Duluth. Wow. Wow. And I think Alex does too. He actually. does. Yeah. And so does Ryan. Yep. And as we've talked about before, Ryan. And I hardly you, ever see them. <laughs> yeah. Ryan, if you if you don't listen anymore, we hate you. Yeah. With a passion. True. If you do still listen, we love you with a passion. Yep. Doors always open. But if you don't, doors kind of shut. Yeah. And it's broken. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Have you spent um, time in Duluth? Um, we did a uh, a few days of filming in Duluth recently for this ah. uh, TV show I've had the privilege of working on, um, and I'm don't want to m- misspeak. I think we did some. I'm not sure actually what we were doing there, but I know we shot there. I think uh, yeah, Duluth. I've not spent enough time there. It sounds like, um, but you know, when I think of Duluth, I, I think of like a county more than a town. That's yeah, how little okay. I've spent time in Duluth. Yeah. 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 Well, you led us to our next point, which is going to be acting. So also Dennis and Nicole live there. Dennis and Nicole live and there. And so do the Sassers, Jordan and Alex. So I am dying to know about the acting world and how you're in it. Um I have seen the Sweet Magnolias um, episode. Sweet Magnolias is not like my TV, mm-hmm. but it certainly is my wife's TV. She loves it. And uh, I was like, well, let me watch. So I watched. I'm like, it's not my thing. But after a few episodes, I was like, oh, man, I can't, I can't turn away. Mm. Like I had to know. <laughs> I, like they do such a good job of like getting to your emotions. And so even though it's not my thing, I ended up watching like all of it. Mm. So um, I, I was just wanting to know, like, 
anything you'd be willing to share, like how you got there, you know, any, any cool stories or any, anything. Yeah. Well, just first of all, to your point, I think Sweet Magnolias is a really sweet show, really masterfully crafted. And it was apparently Netflix's sort of first venture into adapting romance novels, um, Uh really brilliant novels written by Cheryl Woods. And then the showrunner, Cheryl Anderson, has done just such a great job with it. And I know it's, it's so beloved by so many people. And I've been on a lot of different things, but Sweet Magnolias is definitely like it often come comes up, you know, because yeah. people are just so in love with the show. Uh, so I feel really lucky to, to yeah. be a part of that. Um, and then the the atmosphere that you would hope it is, it is. It's very like family feeling the, yeah. the way they take care of people on the show and yeah. the way it feels when you're on set. It's just a very wonderful. That's cool. Group yeah, it of feels people. warm. Mm-hmm. Like it's like a. It it can be emotional. By the way, there's people doing the yard right out there. Um, I don't know if it'll come through the podcast. I thought that was a, a sound effect for the acting <laughs> section. <laughs> I love it. Let's see how he reacts to this. <laughs> but it is. It's like a. It's like a. It's it's highly emotional, but it's warm, and you kind of just feel like you. Sometimes you like you just kind of wish you grew up there. Mm-hmm. You know, you like wish it, there's mm. this like a certain aesthetic to it but there's a there's a like i said an emotional warmth to it the characters are really likable well and it's also to its service it came out peak pandemic um which was just i think uh very beneficial for the way that people were able to receive the show because people were so longing for that sit on the front Mm -hmm. porch and and drink lemonade or margaritas or whatever you know and and that small town feel was so far removed from everyone's real life at the time um, that I think that it also sort of bolstered people's connection to the show because at the time you weren't having these little small town get togethers and interaction with people. So that's very good Um, point. But I started acting uh, when I was a a kid. Um, I'd probably done some church or school plays, always loved performing, would always, you know, make my cousins, uh, you know, perform when we would get together, you know, for the aunts and uncles that would gather in the living room. And it's, since I was little, I always loved that kind of attention and, and energy. And, um, yeah. I remember orchestrating uh, God's, uh, uh, some sort of performance to the Godzilla soundtrack on rollerblades with my cousins. So um, <laughs> I've always been a dreamer, but um, yeah. but uh, I, I did like an open audition that was posted in the New York Times when I was maybe 11 or 12 years old uh, for a feature film called The Emperor's Club with Kevin Klein, And, you know, obviously a lot of kids responded to that. It was a big old cattle call, but I ended up booking a nice little part opposite Kevin Klein mm-hmm. in that movie, which is a sweet movie, similar to like Dead Poet Society. It's about yeah. Kevin Klein doing his best with a bunch of boys at a boarding school. Um, but that, you know, that movie, the, 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 the boys that were in that movie were like Jesse Eisenberg, Paul Dano, um, Emil Hirsch. Mm-hmm. It really launched some some incredible yeah. careers. So yeah. just, you know, s- sort of <clears throat> immediately got exposed to a very high level of of the craft and yeah. went on to be on an episode of Law & Order where I had a pretty substantial little part. Um, I feel like you got to do that, right? Like as, as a New as, York it's as, actor. As an actor, yeah. it's like you got to <clears throat> do. As a New York actor, it's certainly Law like, yeah, requisite. Yeah. Um, 
So got to dabble as a kid because of the open call thing. Um, you know, that got me an agent and I joined the Screen Actors Guild very young. And um, so it was something that I had done and enjoyed as a kid. Um, obviously, my main focus at the time was ballet. Uh, mm. I went to School of American Ballet at Lincoln Center and was there upwards 40, 50 hours a week by the time I graduated wow. high school. Um, so that was that. And then I, I had my band. I loved music. Mm -hmm. But at, my mom some, somehow juggled all these different pursuits. And I was still also like auditioning during that time. So I was familiar with the process, but sort of all put acting aside in my 20s and became very singularly focused on becoming a pop star with my mm. music. Mm. And it, um, I ended up signing to an agency in Atlanta um, through like uh, met a guy out and told him my background and it was like easy to like sign the paperwork, but mm -hmm. I never got any auditions um, for whatever reason. And I think he was on his way out of that building, but um, mm -hmm. my agent, the, the owner of the agency, she saw me on The Voice. Okay. And so, you know, all those good things on my resume were now sort of irrelevant because you were, you know, literally a child when they happened, yeah. like 15 years had passed. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you really need someone with a little clout who going to bat for you to get people to, to consider your auditions and stuff. Sure. And, and she really did that for me. After seeing me on The Voice, it yeah. was like, oh, he's on TV and it looks great. And 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 they she used the momentum of that. Sure. And I very quickly got to recur on a sci-fi network show called Superstition, playing a rookie cop, which was perfect yeah, because nice. I was messing everything up nice. um, and was very green <laughs> as an actor and had no training, mm. no formal training. Yeah, It was directed by Mario Van Peebles. And there was a scene where I was getting attacked by a, a demon and uh, I had a taser to defend myself mm. with. And while we were shooting, I would go, Bzzz. <laughs> And, and he would very kindly say, Patla, that was my character name. Patla, we'll handle the sound effects. We, we got that. Just, just point the thing at him. We'll, we'll, we'll do the rest. Pull the trigger. And anyway, I couldn't stop doing it, playing, yeah. you know, cops and robbers. Um, That's great. But uh, had a few um, sort of lucky hits here in this burgeoning Atlanta acting scene around 2017, uh, which was very encouraging and helpful. Um, it actually provided the health insurance that led to my older son's like big million dollar leg surgery, which is a whole other story. But like, it was very like divine how it all sort of happened yeah. easily. But then I started hitting some roadblocks and got very clear. It was clearly asked by a casting department back to my agency, is he training? Cause he was actually perfect for this, but he just didn't seem very confident or didn't quite have, uh, he just didn't really handle the director's meeting as well as we would have liked him to. Yeah. And that's such a rare scenario to be in where, you know, there's so many factors outside of your control, sure. uh, especially in acting, because you, you need to look a certain way. <clears throat> right. This character played guitar. It was for the show Star, the spinoff of Empire. <clears throat> and it was a big part. They needed like a, a cool, you know, leather jacket wearing white guy, very confident, uh, who played guitar to be a love interest for the lead. And I ended up in the director's meeting and I had no, no, if I'm going to go sing, I know how to warm up my voice. I'm going to go dance. I know how to, and I just had no training. So I was sitting there uh, in the waiting room going, I'm in my head. I'm cool. I'm confident. I'm cool. I'm confident. <laughs> We're just kind of like Googling, uh, you know, cool 
words. Um, (laughs) And, you know, I don't think any cool person has ever sat there rubbing their knees and saying, I'm cool, I'm confident. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so that feedback was very motivating to to get some good training. And I I did that. Um, I've been, I've done a lot of training here in Atlanta since and have just had some, some wonderful opportunities to, to do some, some, some great projects now. That's awesome. Um, Well, I was, you kind of like, um, alluded to it, but I am curious, probably you're curious too, like, what's it like, let's, you can combine the voice and acting as a kid, I would imagine it's a little bit different, but as an adult with a developed brain of what awkward is and what self-awareness is, like, what's it like to do an audition? Like, it just seems to me very, I would get a lot of anxiety. Sure, yeah, but, me too. Um, so there's a great book, a uh, classic book uh, called either, I think it's just called Audition by Michael Shirtliff. I read. I started reading like all the books when I started acting and stuff. And um, just like anything else, the more connected you can be to your actual craft, the more you have the ability to dig in. Let's say you're auditioning with a song. So if you really know music and you like, you can prepare as a singer and do your work in the way that you know to do the uh-huh. work. Yeah. So that then, yes, of course you're going to have nerves, but sure. you've prepared for it in a way that however you're going to deal with those nerves or that self-conscious feeling, you're like, well, I, I've been practicing singing the yeah. out of this song. Yeah. So hopefully that, yeah. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Nick said he's going to self, uh, uh, self, uh, censor. censor. Yeah. <laughs> but you're a little late. I was late. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'll handle it in post. <laughs> that works. My point being that, um, as I learned more about acting, I began to enjoy and relish the craft of putting together auditions and preparing for auditions, which was a huge turning point in my auditioning process as an actor because it went from this per- this question that I would ask, what do they want? What do they expect? What are they looking for? Which is not in any way serving story. The stories on the page, you glean what you can from the sides you're given, the bit of script you can. Mm-hmm. And then you you make choices and you enjoy that and you you try and get into this thing and serve and deliver this bit of story in the most interesting and way that makes most sense to you and resonates with you. And, you, and th- that's been a fun process to learn. Now, luckily, especially post-pandemic, but even before, Atlanta's a totally like self-tape market. So yeah. every first round audition you do is sort of you in a vacuum with a fellow actor in a room like this doing the tape. So you get to sort of eliminate the nerves from that point. But then we've traditionally been at a disadvantage from New York and LA actors because you get a callback and now you're like, you know, in the yeah, room and yeah. feeling all the nerves and you, you don't have that habit is built in. Sure. But even New York and LA are doing a lot of tapes. A lot of what I book has had no second round. It's, you know, you just book straight from tape. So wow. Um, oh, wow. it's not as... Uh, nerve-wracking but it also informed my songwriting career because i realized like i'm sending out all these auditions all the time and i can't be attached to them i i you know there are some that you really hang on to but you know the ideal state is to just like i did a good job i put it out i forget about it and move on but hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of auditions and i'm like man imagine i had an outlet to just be submitting hundreds and hundreds of songs and not like not everything be so precious and sure. so yeah. um, 
you know, I don't know. Um, so I'm still always trying to also have an element of my music career be the same way where it's like, I get it to a point, I've, I've done what I can and like mm. maybe someone else can do something with this or maybe this was served yeah. this or this artist. And mm -hmm. but there, there is something to be said for just a little bit of volume. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> Nate, have you, have you ever had to audition? Because I just realized I have not. I never have. Like yeah. any guitar thing, it's usually someone said, Jeremy's really good at guitar. You're right. And they trust, like if you told someone, they know you know what you're talking about mm -hmm. and they're going to be like, all right, bring him. I've never had to do that. But I started thinking, I do interview for jobs and that's kind of the same thing. Yeah. Um, and it is also full of anxiety until this last time. I just got a job four months ago and I was interviewing for a while and I found I wasn't nervous. So what you said was helpful to me. I found I wasn't nervous because, oh, I know what I'm talking about. And it was like, yeah, they may not choose me but i can rest in the fact that like i like what i put on my resume and what i'm telling you like i can talk about that yeah. you go to somewhere in some land i don't know what i'm talking about i'm about to get real nervous but yeah that's kind of what i got about what you were saying like if you you can like prepare and choose roles like especially music and you can you can you're like we stay in this lane i'm good and i think like any sort of entrepreneur, anybody trying to like establish their value in the marketplace, you spend your twenties kind of being like, I could do this. Yeah. Like I know mm -hmm. I have the innate talent to do what I see these people doing. No. Give me a chance mm -hmm. and I'll show you that I can do it, which is a, a tough spot to be in. Sure. I'm finding now like in my thirties, I have so much established value Nice. That it does make it easier to create bigger opportunities and work with, yeah. you know, better collaborators because it's like I'm not really trying to like audition. Like you, you yeah. say, it's more just yeah. like, well, this is what I, it's clear what I can do and what I've done. Yeah, right. That's I will good. tell if we have time, just my ultimate audition yeah. story. Well, before you do, I cut oh, you yeah. off and I feel bad. <laughs> I, I also cut you off. Uh, <laughs> have you ever had to audition? <clears throat> I tell you right now, you'd be my drummer. Uh, without <laughs> I appreciate doubt. that. Three seconds in. Um, no. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I... Uh, <laughs> never have, never will. Uh, I, um, <clears throat> well, there's one church in South Carolina that wanted me to audition. Oh, yeah. Um, I I but this was like 10 years ago. Um, and uh, so I went up there, and they had a couple of worship tunes for me to learn. Son of a God, mother. We used the school bus. <laughs> Those were the songs they asked you to learn. That's that's, that's, that's your bleeper right there. Get them in. <laughs> um, yeah, that'd be a weird song to learn. Yeah, from. yeah, yeah son exactly. of a. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know any of these. Songs. I bet you nailed it. <laughs> yeah, Stacy's mom was one of them. Um, no, it. Um, but they had a couple of worship tunes for me to uh, practice, and then go in there and just play. But I was like. I was too vanilla with it. I basically just played whatever the track was. It's not your style. And even even back then, that was not me. Um, I mean, I, I did a couple things for him later on, uh, which was cool. Um, but, you know, they're in South Carolina and I'm in Georgia. So yeah. it's like it was almost, you know, impossible to do it every Sunday, you yeah. know. Um, that's even hard to do, you know, here. Right. Um, but, uh, but I remember doing that and, um, actually a couple months ago, um, a friend of mine, trumpet player, 
he was, he said there was a band that they need in a movie. And he was like, I just forwarded her her name. You should hear from the casting director. And I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. And, uh, but she was, she's like, just give me, uh, some of your info. And then, um, and then she said, take a selfie and just send it to us. And I was like, uh, but as you alluded to earlier you know that industry is a lot about looks yeah and i'm just not you know i have a face for radio or a podcast Mm. yeah and uh, youtube so but she was super nice but she was just like um because i'm you know made her laugh a couple times because we uh exchanged emails for a little bit and uh, super nice, but then she came back. She's like, "Listen, the director wants to go in a different direction," and I was like, "I know what direction he wants to go." <laughs> so, but I've heard. I mean, I don't know if you've. I, mean, I know you've heard of stories like that. I don't know if they've happened to you or not, as as far as different direction goes. But oh yeah, that's such a broad statement too. No, so. I mean in the the sort of audition to end all audition story, which I'll tell yes. in a second. Yeah. Um, you know, ultimately they went another direction and. It was the hardest one I've ever had to like get over. But yeah. your story, just briefly, I I had a director's meeting to play Tommy Cogsbill, who was a famous session player, uh, bass player in the Aretha Franklin movie, Respect. And oh, um, cool. uh, the audition came through when I was in Florida. And I truthfully only had my acoustic guitar with me, which I use as an excuse to uh, to say like, oh, I'm traveling. I don't have a bass with me, Yeah, but I'll, I'll pluck out some bass lines. And uh, then I got a call back. And I went in for the music director and the director and the casting. And I have I do have never played bass. And I was like kind of like cramming beforehand, but like yeah. I should have played my girl, like something that like oh, I yeah. really know, oh, yeah. or maybe even less, like yeah. just like something that like I could play on guitar and just find those root notes. But I went in there and I tried to do respect. Boom. Don't get bombed with my like dry mouth, my <laughs> adrenaline, my, my my fingers were just like, and like I had played the song on my um, phone, so I like had to keep to the tempo of the yeah. song, so oh, I was yeah. just like falling off, and oh then like, gosh. and I finished, and I was like, and they're, and they're just like, is bass your first instrument? <laughs> I was like, bass actually isn't even on my list of instruments. I gotta be honest. I think I just said like, no. Right. It's obviously like I knew something of music, but it was not bass. Yeah. Wow. Um, but yeah, the the big story, it, and it was a sort of a beautiful timing in my life. We had done that big leg surgery for my son in 2018. Mm. And um, before, before that, I had reached out to my agent because I knew that they were making a West Side Story movie, Steven Spielberg. And I was just like, look, you know, I'm a ballet dancer and this is an open call, mm-hmm. but, but you know, I just want to make sure that they, that I have some shot at this. So right. please like be looking out. And I got to send in a tape for Tony, the, the lead, but I'm not really a tenor. Okay. And so like my Maria tape, even my agent was like, could you try and sing it and look like you're in love? Because I'm like, Maria, Maria. <laughs> um, and so the Tony thing happened and uh, yeah, I just knew it wasn't really right. But then during my son's leg surgery, they sent me an audition materials for Riff, the you know leader of the, mm. the Jets. Oh, the Jets. Okay. And my dad was there in Florida helping us deal with the surgery stuff and He's a musician and he had helped, he helped me with the Bernstein music and mm. uh, reading the music and 
putting the tape together and I got to read it with him, which was very special. And after three months in Florida rehabbing my son after these leg surgeries, during the follow-up final appointment with his surgeon, Dr. Fellman, my phone rang in my pocket and I like had to silence it because I'm dealing with other things. I Mm -hmm. came out and it was my agent and I called her back and she said, Steven Spielberg wants you to come to New York next Friday. What a sentence, (laughs) right? God. (laughs) To, uh, to do what they're calling a work day and they, they're, you're going to act and you're going to sing and you're going to dance. And, um, and so the next nine days was, you know, my son couldn't even, you know, I had to like carry him to the bathroom at this right. time. Like it was like full on like sponge bath rehab yeah. caretaking. Mode. And I think God's plan for me at the time did not involve me shooting a film that whole summer. It was not mm-hmm. the right timing. Right. But at the same time, I had been not working for months and like the financial boon, the like change my life, the sort of uh, self... Um, decided reward of like, yeah, that's right. I'm going to book this movie. Mm-hmm. And and that's going to be like my, uh, after all this penance of taking care of my son, I'm going to be rewarded with this amazing yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. It's going to change. I had all these attachments to it happening, Yeah, um, of course. And uh, I went and, and the audition day was amazing. And it went very well. And I had just finished an acting intensive and I felt very comfortable with what they were asking us to do on that front. Yeah. I had the ballet and I felt very, the choreographer, Justin Peck, I had grown up with. He was my classmate at School of American Ballet. Oh, cool. We were dancing in the same neck of the woods that I grew up dancing. I mean, auditioning where I grew up and it was just a great day. But then we didn't hear for like three months afterwards. Oh, wow. We didn't get a no or a yes. Um, and the sort of like... Yeah the misery of that time was so terrible Mm. that it served me since then because anytime I feel myself getting attached to a certain outcome, I'll be like, well, it's not the lead in a Steven Spielberg movie. And And one day (laughs) you'll be on the twerk ethics show. That's what I tell myself. you are. Um, Have you seen my tattoo? (laughs) 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 But yeah, so as far as like big big auditions go, that was wild, yeah. Talk about... Like get like just that sentence. Steven Spielberg wants you to come to New York. Yeah, what? It was wild. Like that's, that's he was so he was so sweet and yeah, that's, really that's awesome. That's cool. I've been in the same room with Steven Spielberg. Really? Oh, that's for, right. For the John what? Williams. Thing. The John Williams uh, Steven Spielberg tour. They've been together for forty years at that time, and they came to Atlanta Symphony, and I was and me me and Rudy went. And I was like because we're huge John Williams fans, and I heard about. It, I was like. As soon as I heard about it, tickets bought. And um, so he did. So John Williams came out um, the first hour and uh, ended the first hour with uh, uh, Schindler's List theme. Mm. And, I went, and I was in the balcony, and I looked down, and you could see all the yarmulkes, you know, because there was, there was quite a few uh, Jewish people there. And uh, so as soon as that finished, standing ovation, and I was just like <laughs> – I'm not even Jewish, but I was just like <laughs> tearing up, and it was so good. And I literally like sat back that night. And I was like, "Can life get better than this?" Mm. And then the second hour, I'll walk Steven Spielberg mm. with John Williams, and he was like, "What we're going to do is we're going to show the clip of um, River Phoenix playing Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade without music." And uh, there was like this big scene; it's like ten minute scene. And they didn't play anything. It was just the sound effects, dialogue, and that was it. And then he was like, now let's go back and 
you'll see how John Williams changes the movie. Mm. And then went back and he did all the music and I was like, it's totally different. Mm. And I'm just and then I go, I'm watching Indiana Jones with Steven Spielberg <laughs> in the <laughs> audience. And I was like, yeah, it's amazing. It was, it was it was it was pretty it was pretty amazing. I would freak. It was out. cracked. I think Steven Spielberg. <laughs> <laughs> Steven Spielberg is cracked Steven at making Spielberg movies. Is cracked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So good. Uh, good segue. Right. Have you ever ridden the Segway? <laughs> no, I haven't either. I'm afraid. I think it I'm would, afraid I'll fall off. I feel like it would be fun. But uh, into movies. Yeah. I thought it'd be fun today. To do a Rushmore, we like to do Rushmore with our guest. Yeah, he's our guest. Not Rushmore the movie, by the way. Yeah, I, I was. You, yeah, tell us, tell us quick <laughs> so story. Nate sends me a text. By the way, we're doing a Rushmore of rom com mm-hmm. tomorrow. Get your list ready. But there was also a typo in it somewhere or something. Get your lost ready. He wrote so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Immediately I put list yeah. with an asterisk beside it, yes. But sort of just in that lightning moment before the, the correction came through in my brain, trying to wrap my head around what you were saying, I yeah. thought we were going to somehow repurpose the Matthew Broderick film Rushmore as a romantic <laughs> comedy on a podcast, and I was kind of overwhelmed. With, <laughs> You're like, like, man, these guys are... I have a lot of homework to do. Which is are, impossible for me to do, because I've never seen that movie. Yeah, I don't so, know if I have either. These guys are complex. <laughs> I don't know, but I know what you're talking about. Steve. But no, <laughs> we're actually going to do a uh, top four list mm-hmm. of romantic comedies. Uh, uh, because, you know, Sweet Magnolia is romantic comedies. Yeah. We had already had it on our list. I'm like, you know what? Let's wait. Let's save it for Nick mm. and do right. that. So, without any uh, further ado, mm-hmm. mm. we wrote this one too. Rushmore. <laughs> Rushmore of rom-coms. Some call them romantic comedies. Actually, that's the common term for it. Yeah. Some call them rom-coms. Mm-hmm. Um, I call them good movies. Mm. And I realized when I was making my list, I had a long list. Yeah. And... I did too. For some reason, maybe it's like the manly exterior. I'm not really sure. I thought I wasn't that into him, but I am. Mm-hmm. So I have quite a few honorable mentions. But the I way we do Rushmore is we do worst of the best to first. So four, three, two, one. Mm. Uh, the reason I say worst of the best is because sometimes people are like, that's your number four? It's like, yeah, but it's still on my Rushmore, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, and the guests will start, and then we'll round robin. Mm-hmm. So, who's the corresponding worst of the best presidents that's on? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we want to go there. Yeah, but uh, we would go <laughs> four, four, four. Yeah, and then three, three, three. Yeah, two, two, two. two, two. two. Today, since we you had some honorable mentions, I think we go four, 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 three, 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 two, two, two. Honorable mention. And then we oh reveal, let him wait let yeah. him wait and then we reveal our number one okay yeah I can do I can deal with that yeah so I'm doing, if I'm, you doing any, I'm doing research oh that's totally fine <laughs> I, I only have two so okay. <laughs> we can um no you go ahead I'm ready all right okay so 
for the rom-com Rushmore, number four, mm-hmm. Mr. Nick Hagelin, what you got? Oh, I have to start? I'm not ready. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, this whole thing is an audition. We don't know if we're going to hear it yet or not. <laughs> Gosh. Man. Oh, that was good. <laughs> All right. Well. Just kidding. Can someone else start? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we can. Okay. Yeah. So we're back. It's fine. And we've negotiated that Cooley will start. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Uh, Thank I, will you. Just, I will do this. And then I will go second. And then Nick will go. Somebody has stage fright. It's okay. Third. Okay, I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I put too much awareness on the audition. Yeah. All right. Cooley. It's fine. Number four. I'll start it. What you got? My number four from the 80s mm. coming to America. Nice. Mm. That's you know that's a good one because mm-hmm. you don't really think of that as a rom com, mm, right? But then when you think about it, you're like, that is a rom com, yeah, and a hilarious movie. Absolutely, yeah. Hilarious. Not the new one, no. Well, I haven't seen the new one. It's great, to be honest. It's great. It's, it's great. just not. I mean, come on. But the yeah, the, it's just not the original. The original. Oh my gosh, so good. Uh, man, that's a good one. They got the Big Mac. I got the Big Mick. <laughs> McDowell's. <laughs> McDowell's. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's a good one, man. I, I actually wouldn't have thought of that. Mm. Uh, so what if I said I would, didn't think about it? And then I was like, number four, <laughs> coming to America. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. So number four, very yeah. similar choice. Yeah. Um, where you wouldn't normally think of it as a rom-com. Groundhog Day. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's mm. a good movie. It is a good, it's great Bill, movie. Bill Murray. Um, if you yeah. haven't seen that, go watch it. It's great. His yeah. day basically keeps repeating over and over and over. Yeah. And it's really good. Yeah. Groundhog Day is on this list of rom-coms, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So I'm going to stick with the theme of movies you might not immediately think of as rom-coms. Okay. Um, okay. And I'm going to go with a childhood favorite 1995's starring Alicia Silverstone, Clueless. Clueless! Dude, oh my God. That's actually one of my honorable mentions. Hmm. I love that movie, man. Yeah. I love it. I want to make a disclaimer for this Rushmore that I feel like I haven't seen or haven't seen recently enough some of like the iconic, like When Harry Met Sally. It's been so long. Sleepless in Seattle. I feel like there's a few. I haven't seen those in forever either. Yeah, there's a few that like, this is just I'm under under researched for this. Yeah, this is just going off what I have in the. In well, the... I think maybe that's what the segments for because we're going to load them up. Okay. I mean, I because mm-hmm. I like I said when I was doing. I mean, I, I did do my research, mm. but I not to brag, I, not to brag. <laughs> I did too, because I was like my my brain was kind of empty because I was just like, well, well, and that's the thing. Here's the thing. The reason so I think it's considered the reason I think it's good to like look up a list like you're doing is you you don't want to like have forgotten right mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. one exactly. movie and you're like oh my god if I remember that I would because <coughs> there's I so many there mm. that's uh, why I have so many honorable mentions too so number three Nathan Cooley mm-hmm. on your Rushmore it's me again uh oh another classic mid nineties. Mr. Adam Sandler, the wedding singer. Mm. Wow, that's yeah. um, 
And, I, and super relatable. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> Especially. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, that movie is great. Yeah. And, um, it's a good meatball. It was, but the, the part that always gets me is near, well, it's not near the beginning, but it's uh, when he and Drew Barrymore are outside and he leaves. Oh, <laughs> uh, what's, what's the dude's name? Looks like the dude from uh, Boy George back in the day. Oh, gosh. But he was Boy George. Wasn't he in the movie? No? No, that wasn't him. Oh. No, I was a different dude. Um, is it the main? Is he part of the main cast? He he was part of the band. Like, he was playing cl- <laughs> clarinet, and then all of a sudden he picks up a trombone and starts playing. <laughs> but he's Trying singing, to- uh, do you really want to hurt me? And, like, and uh, Wedding Center doesn't, he Adam's character doesn't come back. So he was just like, what do we do? And it's that awkward silence, what we were talking about earlier today. And he's just like, just do it again. And they start playing again. Pow, pow. Do you really want to? Oh, he's called George. He was called, yeah, that's right. Okay. That's his character's name. And uh, so some of the, from, somebody from the kitchen staff comes in the back and he goes, hey, Robbie, George is losing the crowd, man. They're getting, they're getting violent with him. And all you hear, and you see him singing. And then all you hear in the background is, you suck. <laughs> you suck! <laughs> George's reaction. Oh. Just like. <laughs> you, you suck! You suck! Dude, is that? I rewound that like five times. Bro. Am I so thinking funny. that's the right movie where he says, that's a good meatball? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember the part. Because that- she paid in food for singing lessons. That's right. She didn't have any money. And he eats the. Adam Sandler eats yeah. meatball. He's yeah. like, Adam is, it's a good, it's a good meatball. <laughs> That's a good meatball. That's a good meatball. So, okay, great movie. That's a good yeah, choice, man. Uh, my number three is an '80s movie. Okay, I think it was 1984. Uh, John Hughes himself, Sixteen Candles. Ooh. Mm. Okay. I just I love John Hughes, man. Yeah, and that movie. Uh, the redhead, right? Yeah, Molly Ringwald. Molly Ringwald. Mm-hmm. Is that a? Did they call them the Brat Pack? Is the Brat that, Pack? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah. yeah. This was a bit was, before, uh, a bit before my time. Yeah, it was. Is it Anthony Michael Hall? I was too young to watch those what's movies. That guys, what's the redhead's <laughs> name? I think it, maybe Anthony Michael Hall. Okay, yeah. I got it right. Mm-hmm. All right. I love all those movies, man. I don't know. There's something about '80s movies that like takes me. John Hughes was the man to a place that like so I so good. Yeah, even like Weird Science. That movie was just, yeah. I, I love that. So yeah. That that's my number three. All right. Makes me feel really good. I like it. Nick, number three? My number three is another uh, movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're nailing it. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Terminator 2. <laughs> No, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna skew towards the comedy side. The bum puts the com in rom com. Okay. Uh, something about Mary. Oh. Nice. Oh my gosh. Because it was such a game changer. So good. Such a game. Changer. My stepsister went to see Something About Mary in theaters with my grandmother, and that's awesome. And I'm so glad I wasn't there. <laughs> and you know, it, it just like no one could have known that those things were going to happen in that movie. The things yeah. that happened from yeah. the Frank above the beans to the hair gel yeah. to it's it was oh, just yeah. groundbreaking. Yeah, for sure. And also very romantic. I mean, you really feel yeah. Ben Stiller's compelling 
love for Mary. Yeah. Um, and the difference of the way he loved her from the other male suitors who seem more just obsessed with her. Matt He's, Dillon. Yep. He, yeah. He loved her for who she was. Yep. Matt, Matt Dillon's teeth. In that <laughs> oh my gosh. That's a great movie. That's a great movie. <laughs> I would quote that movie, but we can't. All right, Cooley. We can't these days. Are we at two? At we are point? at two. All right. What is your number two? Two. Uh, another. I think this is late nineties. Um, but uh, Ben, Mr. Ben Stiller, meet the parents. Nice. Mm. Gosh, another groundbreaking type comedy. That was yeah, like oh, so, so uncomfortable. Yeah, but so funny. Very cringeworthy, but enough laughter to get you out of that. What was the joke about the something about a flower pot or a flower? Oh yeah, he was told that he was uh, been a florist for forty years or something like that, and he gives him this plant that only like. Grows once. Well, I think it's just once. Yeah, and it's like a great thoughtful gift. Yeah, <laughs> it's not even a florist. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh yes, the uh, Jerusalem Tulipesius uh, plant." Yeah, oh uh, yeah. Wow, uh, we'll be looking forward to that, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think That's it was in, in that the first one or the second one, and I I often quote this part. Um, and it's inappropriate times with my in-laws, but he's looking and he's on like the truth serum that he took or whatever. He's like, oh, yeah. he's like, yeah, I'm looking at your mom. I'm a looking and I'm a like. <laughs> yeah, second oh, that's great. That's great. Oh, Dina. All right. So my number two, mm-hmm. we've already talked about this on a couple of episodes okay. before. You've got mail. Oh yeah. Great. Dude. I, I love that movie. I love Tom Hanks. Love Meg Ryan. Mm-hmm. I love the antiquated technology that is yeah. captured into that movie, like the um, which was cutting edge at the time. It was cutting edge at the yeah. time. You're right. And now you look back, and it's like it's just captured in this film of like what the internet was. Mm-hmm. And there's it was just the writing was so good. The story was so great. They actually I watched a documentary on Nora Ephron, who I think wrote that if not she definitely produced it Mm. and she produced like all of the classics like the ones we're talking about yeah and apparently they didn't like the idea at first because it ended so happily like everything worked out and they're like nah we don't want that she's like nah this needs to happen like it needs to be this way yeah and i'm glad they did because it's seriously one of my favorite movies Mm. And me and the wife watch it all the time. All right. We we went to a, a wedding, our first sort of overnight getaway after our younger son was born. And so we took full advantage and we had an extra day that we got to stay in our little um, container home, like one of those little micro living situations. Mm-hmm. And we were so viciously hung over uh, and there were some DVDs that were that came with the place and a DVD player and you've got mail was, was one nice. of them. And it was, it was a soothing balm yeah. to the hungover soul. It's awesome. Well, what's your number two? My number right. two is love. Actually. <sighs> that is a good Christmas movie. So is it not a rom-com? No, it is. Okay. But it's also a Christmas. Movie. Yeah. Just take, see how, defen- a rom-com see how defensive I just got. <laughs> Nick, 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 you all right? 
I that actually, is a great get the movie. sensor yeah. button ready. A great movie, and I'm just uh, looking to use it as a segue to name drop. But I did get to work with Colin Firth in December nice. on his new HBO, a new HBO show coming out called Staircase, and oh, nice. um, I got to do a scene with him. And our green room was half the size of this room at Chops in, in Buckhead, and I had oh, yeah. about five hours with him in a small room, Very and cool. I had prepared heavily with Wikipedia and everything I could, and once I got him talking, I straight up was like David Letterman asking him question after question, and he was so gracious and forthcoming and wow. spoke to me and answered all kinds of, he was just the nicest guy, and mm. about an hour, no talking, and then like I heard him say something, and I started asking yeah. a few thoughtful questions, and he, it was Beautiful, like the whole man. day got to wow. talk to this guy. That's cool, that's, man. Yeah. That's it's the awesome. only reason I put Love Actually on my list to tell that story. Nice. Yeah. And don't be afraid to name drop because Jeremy knows I do it all the time. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> so, you know. And I, hey, if I had people to name drop, yeah, I would way out name drop you. That's true. I met Gallagher. That's right. <laughs> which which one? <laughs> the, the, the watermelon smashing Gallagher. Oh, not, uh, not uh, the Oasis singing. No. <laughs> 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 no, nice. oh, okay um <laughs> that would have been cool actually no i did meet the cast of new girl that was pretty cool okay oh, right. like jake um, johnson yeah and um the guy that plays schmidt and i almost so you can't really drop his name because you only know his character's yeah. name yeah <laughs> I, I talked to him i made him laugh which made me feel good because like you're making a comedian laugh and i took a picture with them but i didn't get to meet zoe and that was the one i wanted to meet mm. she was outside filming yeah. But I did get to go on my balcony because um, they were filming the episode called CeCe's Wedding. And I just smoked a cigar and watched them film this like uh, driveway scene. And oh my God, <laughs> I swear they filmed it like 300 times. Mm-hmm. They just yes. got in, wow. went down the road, turned around 300 something times. That's how it goes. That's Jeez. how it is on a lot of the shows I'm on. It's not how Tyler Perry shoots apparently because I have a lot of friends who have worked on his yeah. shows here. Oh, yeah. One and done. I love that. And he will throw okay. you into situations. I had a friend who his scene was supposed to be on the phone with someone in his office, and he <clears> waited <throat> in his trailer all day. And um, it's all of a sudden an AD and assistant director comes and gets him, walks him down this hallway of doors. And knock on, knock on the door. You're up. That's you. Knock on the door. Go. They're rolling. Knock. His scene has no. It's supposed to be in an office with a phone, and they say knock. And wow. he knocks on the door. There's like four cameras inside rolling. Top Perry's there. And uh, now his scene is in this room. And he, oh, I love that. he thinks it's this person that he's supposed to talk to. And they do it once. Tyler Perry throws out a few lines that he needs to say in addition to the script. And he got to go home. So I love wow. that. That's a different approach. You know me yeah, because sure. you've worked with me. Like as a music producer, I'm very much like that. Because to me, I know that a lot of the emotion is in the first take. Mm-hmm. And every take after that, the emotion starts to fade mm-hmm. and you become mm-hmm. more logical. And sometimes that's the right call. Yeah. Like if you've got a very sure. technical riff that you're doing, maybe mm-hmm. that is the right call. But yeah. I feel like a lot of times that first take, you have, you're exuding the most emotion. And so my personal taste, I'd rather have sloppy but high performance than you know a perfect take. That's, mm-hmm. just, that's just me. I love mm-hmm. that. A lot of the songwriting we do, we capture one or two takes only uh, with the auto-tune cranked up of just freestyle mm. sounds and cadences. Um, and then we write to that. Then we superimpose oh, cool. lyrics on yeah. top of that to capture that yeah. natural sort cool. of. Yeah, very cool. So you said that you wanted us to do 
the honorable mentions before number one? Yeah, hey, I had mentioned about the honorable mention, but I mean, if you don't want to. <laughs> you had honorably mentioned. Yeah. Honorable mentions. I've got four of them. I have. I have a whole other Rushmore. I have way. seven. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I actually, know what? I have eight. Eight? I have nine. <laughs> Infinity. So here's the deal. If if I if I list something that's on one of your number ones, don't uh-huh. don't say it. Okay. Because we that's what we have done in the past. Just like let's wait to say okay. your number one. Yeah. And, yeah, and yeah, vice versa. For sure. So, what are your honorable mentions? Uh, honorable mention: Along Came Polly. Oh, mm. dude. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Hoffman. Oh my gosh. God rest his soul. So make it funny. rain. And that and that spilly took on the dance floor like first clip seconds in yeah, yeah. so good wow that's a good one uh, I have one that you mentioned Groundhog Day was an honorable nice. mention Princess Bride oh mm. marriage <laughs> yeah and another <clears throat> movie that takes around Christmas Just Friends great movie another one of my honorable mentions it's a great movie Ryan Reynolds God. Yeah. I don't know that one. I don't know just Ron Reynolds and Amy Smart. Wait till Christmas and watch Just Friends. Mm-hmm. It's it's actually it, yeah it's it's real good. Yeah, it's really funny. Um, or you don't have to wait till Christmas. I'm just saying. Yeah, probably be better vibe. Yeah, it's not super Christmassy. So since I have a lot of honorable mentions, I'll go through them rather quickly. Okay, but the first one is something that me and that's special to me and my wife. Mm-hmm. But it's not. In my Rushmore, but it's and because it's not to me really rom com, it's more like family, which is Father of the Bride. Remember this movie from the nineties, Steve, mm-hmm. Steve Martin. Mm. I love this because Brad Paisley was watching Father of the Bride. He looked at who is now Kimberly Paisley mm-hmm. and said, "One day when I grow up, I'm going to marry that girl." And he did. That. Dang. You, you know, you like you hear about stuff like that, but he actually, when he was growing up, watched it and said, "When I grow up, I'm going to marry her," and he did. Hmm. And he's still married to her, like, yeah. like almost 15, 16 years later, whatever. That's crazy. Pretty cool story. Anyway, yeah, we love that movie. But I, I also have Pretty in Pink. Okay, along with the Sixteen Candles vibe. Mm-hmm. Can't buy me love. Good. Were they right off into the sunset on the lawnmower? Oh at the yeah. End? Do you remember that movie? Mm-mm. It's a good one. It's an 80s movie. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, the Wedding Singer. Nice. I had that on there. Mm-hmm. Jerry Maguire. Mm. Oh. I know it Okay, it may not seem that way, but that definitely is a rom-com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had Clueless on here. Mm-hmm. Say Anything, holding up the stereo, John Cusack. <laughs> oh, yeah, nice. Uh, and lastly, Notting Hill. You ever seen that? Oh, is that a... Oh, what's his face? Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. And um, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I think that was a pretty good one. Yeah, and isn't it Julia Roberts in that? I think you might be right. Yeah, Yeah, I think so. That's a. Those are. Are you sure? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I wonder who the star. Actually, you know what? I had one more. Pretty Woman. That's a good movie. Oh yeah, for sure. Anyway, you got some. Yeah, just two. um, Four weddings and a funeral. Are you guys familiar? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. Yeah, I don't know if it, there's no romance, but it's just funny. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> the Terminator. Yeah. Yeah. Avatar. <laughs> uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh, that's good. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. I like that one. Love that one. I think that's about it for me, besides me just reading this list of rom-coms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. So 
Time for our number one. Time for number one. Cooley. My number one rom com. Wedding Crashers. Nice. Mm. Wow. Mm. Strong. Ours are, ours are so different. Yeah. We usually have the same list. Like every mm. Rushmore we do, we because we're such good friends, we at least have one that repeats. Yeah. Mm. But for I, don't, sure. I don't think we had one that repeated. I don't think so. Nice. Groundhog Day was close. Wedding Crashers is hilarious. Yeah. Great movie. And uh, what's her face? Rachel McAdams. Yes. Good lord i fell in love with her in this movie you said i'm gonna marry that girl right <laughs> <laughs> and then twerk ethic is gonna take off yep and she's gonna be knocking on the door yep and she'll heart. be like where's nick Hagelin?" <laughs> <laughs> or nick Hagelin introduces you to her one day that'd be nice Could be that yeah. i feel like you're a good wingman uh, <laughs> no. I actually am. I, I would say so because I've been in a relationship since I was like eighteen. So oh. most of my oh, yeah, yeah, most of my adult life, help. I've been wing manning. Yeah, I got you, wing manning. Yeah, there you go. Definitely, definitely need your help. On that actually, one. <laughs> you know what? Scratch Rachel McAdams. No offense. Okay. Oh, get him with Sandra Bullock. <laughs> really? That's that's his number one. Yeah, <clears throat> it's a big crush. Cause like he'll be like Sandra, I'm like you're Sandra. He's like yeah, my <laughs> Sandra. <laughs> All right, sure. My number one. What is it, JT? JT's number one. When Harry met Sally. Oof. I've already admitted to having not seen it, and if I have seen it, it's been so long. Yeah, it's been a while for me it too. Is phenomenal. All right, so Nick. The whole Number reason I, de- I deferred going first was so that I could give mine last. Okay. Ah. To create a big moment Take here. Take one, save the best for last. Nick <laughs> my uh, number one rom-com is a movie that my wife and I have watched a million times because we used to have it on DVD back when you could only watch things on oh, yeah. DVD. Fifty First Dates. Nice. Man, nice. that's a good one. I just think it's the sweetest concept for Absolutely. a movie that you got to get her to fall in love with you every, every day. I'm getting day. chills right now yeah. just thinking yeah. that. I think it's just the the purest, most sweetest, like, what if for a romantic for sure. comedy. You know, I just thought about it. It's kind of similar to Groundhog Day. Mm. But it's like yeah. Groundhog Day is less, like you're talking about, like this. That was very clearly about, like, the relationship side. Yeah. Groundhog Day was more of, like, just how would you – I don't know. How would you make your entire day better? Mm-hmm. That, and, that yeah, that's a great movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, so good, man. I haven't, I, I haven't seen it in a while either. And uh, what's his name? Sam White Gamgee in that movie, and he's he he loves to work out. And he eats a bunch of Reese's peanut butter cups. He, <laughs> he's so funny. He's like her brother. Oh and he, yeah. he like loves to work out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that reminds me. Ten second Dan. Yeah. Is that what his name? Is? No, I don't know. Ten Can't second remember. something. Can't remember. That reminds me, like when I was in high school, it was cool to say, like now we can, you know, embrace our love for rom coms. But in high school, you know, you kind of be like, no, nah, man, I don't watch rom coms. Well, yeah. But you always had, I remember these other kids would say, but I like Hitch, man. And they would always like, that was like <laughs> yeah. their um, defense. <laughs> right. It's like, okay, I don't like rom coms, but I kind of like Hitch, man. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I don't even think at that age I was discerning genre that 
it was like Will Smith movie. That's cool. You can yeah. watch a Will Smith movie. Yeah. I don't even yeah. think I thought of it as a rom com. Right. Chick yeah, flick true. is probably the chick flick. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yes. Sure. sure. That was definitely in my vocabulary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they're like, but Hitch is okay. No. I don't know why. I mean, yeah. it's not like it was the greatest thing ever. It wasn't bad. No. But Fifty First Dates. I'm I'm gonna watch that with the wife. Yeah. That's the one we haven't watched a in a long time. Yeah, that's I haven't seen it in a while either. I need to watch that one again. Well. I would be beside myself with anger if you didn't perform today. <laughs> um, no, seriously, I uh, I have really enjoyed the conversation. Appreciate you being on the show. Um, it's, it's me too. Interesting uh, hearing your perspectives on like how you go about your performing world and career, and mm -hmm. um, you know, off to the side, off camera. You gave me a lot of tips for distribution and helping out the show, so I appreciate you doing that. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, Nate has had so many nice things. To this say is about yeah, me. this has been cracked um, <laughs> beyond belief. I want to play this song before I eat out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, as long as the song's great. a heater, I'll take it. That's uh, great. So Yeet is like throwing something out. That's kind of well. Weird. Yeet, in its purest definition, is to <laughs> sorry. That was just <laughs> yeah. So, that was a good setup. So erudite yeah. is is to jump uh is to jump or fall off something okay. or to to uh, fly through the air. So like uh if you're playing Super Smash Brothers, you know you would eat your opponent right off the edge of the, uh, of the map. Okay. Um, nice. You know, or if you're you're Karate kid, if you're hiding in a tree in Fortnite, you're gonna eat <laughs> out of nowhere down and, and, and kill someone. That may right. have been not great. Or sting, <laughs> sting and wrestling coming down from the, coming down from the rafters. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That'd be pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well. Um, would you mind performing yeah, a song I would today? Yeah, I would love to. I brought my guitar. Sweet. Cool. Did you bring your bass? <laughs> Not my bass. <laughs> I should have just sang and done like air. That would have been great. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right, man. Well, uh, I guess you want to tell us about the song. Is this, is this your single now? or? Yeah, this is a song called Who We've Become. Um, it is a single that is out now. My most recent single um and also the music video which i'm really proud of we shot a music video kind of last summer but i just recently put it out um the song i i wrote for my wife about um love as it evolves throughout the years mm. and comparing the wild young things we were to who we are today and, i love that um, mm. And in summary, I decided I, I do love who we've become, which is which is good. Yeah. Um, but we, I had this fun idea for a music video to capture the essence of love over time by just sort of trying to nail three very iconic eras. Uh, so we did like a grease look, like a 1950s leather jacket thing. And then we yeah. got a bunch of our friends together to do a hippie 70s look. Yeah. And then um, like a '80s, late '80s, '90s mom and dad bowling night date night. So um, <laughs> awesome. the video came out great. It was uh, co-directed. It was the first video that I directed, sort of wrote myself um, with my longtime collaborator Ray Scott. Uh, co-directed it with me, and he shot it. And a lot of my friends came together to sort of help make Very it happen. Cool. So check it that check it out. You know, it's on my YouTube channel. Yes. I'm, I play it on acoustic guitar, uh, like double time. Okay. So it's got a little bounce to it. Take it away. Baby, we used to be so reckless. 
way too gone to drive with your hand on my thighs, contraband in a rattle. Yeah, maybe we used to be obsessive. I ate you for dinner, lunch, and breakfast. I spent my whole check just to impress you. Now it's twenty thousand on a necklace. We got so much time under our belt. This fun to reminisce about how it felt when, when you took my hand, you took my heart, you took my breath away. Then you took your time to reply. I remember like it was yesterday. Took us by surprise, 'cause you and I weren't even trying to fall in love so young. Even though it took a while, I love who we've become. Baby, we used to be a problem. I remember the first night you was with another guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I let you overdraft my debit. Now I got no limit on my credit. I love the direction that we're headed. That we're headed. We got so much time under our belts. Fun to reminisce about how it felt when, when you took my hand, you took my heart, you took my breath away. Then you took your time to reply. I remember like it was yesterday. Took us by surprise, 'cause you and I weren't even trying to fall in love so young. Even though it took a while. I love the way you become. I love the way you become. Oh, I love the way. I love the way you become. It's not over. Okay. <laughs> Good, so proficient, so mm. mature. Like the chords are just so complex. Yeah, that's but great. like that's one thing I like. They're complex, but but right. Mm. It's like complex but simple. Simple to the yeah, yeah, yeah. like the way that you 
understand it. You know, mm-hmm. it's like it sounds like a good song, not just complex to be like weird and mm. right jazzy. Yeah. Just put notes in there just Whew. because you want to. Those I'd like to, I'd like to, to buy there. a note. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd like to buy a note. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like Angela from the office. Just play the right notes. <laughs> um, man, that was awesome. Thank yeah, you. that was great, man. Thank I know you, well you liked done. it. You had the stink face. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dude. Some of that I was passing gas, but. <laughs> <laughs> Which then we had the stink face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I just wanted to share it with all of you. Man. No, it, yeah, I was I was over here like, come on, dude. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's so it right there. this song is available. Yeah, this song's out. Um, the the cover art is, is hilarious. We just really... Um, like went for this very specific uh, ugly portrait look mm-hmm. um, from from the the eighties. <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing that. <laughs> yeah, we like got <laughs> super <laughs> so, ridiculous. That's perfect, bro. And uh, we incorporate that look and then those two other looks in, in the video. So I'm definitely, awesome. definitely proud of it. Yeah, well, dude. once again, man, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, I think. What you're doing is cool. I've been watching you from afar just since we met the first time. Yeah. Um, and I appreciate you coming on the show. I think it was a great episode. Absolutely. Thank you guys yeah, so dude. much. Dude, so glad you're here, bro. I'm glad you reached it's out, awesome. man. It's great yeah, to man. see you. And uh, yeah, you too. it's great to be a part of this. I've really been enjoying watching you guys do this and stay consistent. And, you know, a lot of people have projects like this. They get going and, you know, they mm-hmm. don't keep it going. So yeah. keep it going. This is episode yeah. 67. Wow. So yeah. 67 weeks we've been doing it. Yeah. And after you playing that song, this has been the, by far the sexiest episode ever. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, well yeah. done on that. Well, yeah. if I ever come back, we'll try to ramp up the sex. <laughs> Please. <laughs> so that that episode will then be the, the sexiest. sexiest. Yes. Yeah. Ramp up the sex. That is yeah. a, that's a band name called it. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. So, we always do this thing um, where Nathan. <laughs> Nathan gets us out of here by uh, telling us a particular location yeah. and how they say bye. Mm. Yeah. As our friends in Saskatchewan great, say... Great people. Yeah. Say goodbye to each other. Lord bless your heart and all your parts. <laughs> <laughs> they say that. They really do. 